Welcome to the podcast of Whitefields Ministry. I'm Steve Wheeler, the president of Whitefields Ministry, and this is April 22nd of 2021. Today, I'd like to share with you the continual spread of the gospel and how it is achieved by God moving in the hearts of faithful partners. Year by year, I'm thrilled to watch how God expands his outreach into new villages where no one has ever heard of Jesus. On more than one occasion, I have received the answer, none, when I asked one of our church planters, how many Christians were in that place when you first went to share the gospel? The faithfulness of indigenous pastors traveling into the remote villages and mountains and towns to bring the good news to people is astounding. To pray for such faithful servants of the Lord is a tremendous privilege. I am also encouraged by the astonishing achievements of our partners here, the support base. And and they support the ministry in so many ways so that these pastors can work full-time serving the most deprived and the poorest people in their communities. Hundreds of individuals and dozens of churches join together in support of the national pastors in our ministry. Our consistent supporters giving their monthly donations are the foundation of our regular salary support to the hardworking pastors so that their families can be sustained. At the same time, they expend their energies reaching the lost. There are times, however, when... Some exceptional achievements happened that astound me. And now is a time to humbly give some praise to God as we see and observe how he moves in people's hearts so that God fulfills his intended purposes. The glory all goes to God because he is the one that coordinates all the needs from the mission field with the generous givers that supply for the needs. First, I'd like to share with you about the radio ministry in Uganda, Grace So Amazing, prepared by Pastor Onesimus, our field director. In March of 2020, I shared a strategy to cross a bridge with the gospel outreach, and it had become our agreed next step with our Ugandan pastors. Since that time, God has provided for many necessary accomplishments to move us towards our ability to cross that bridge. The radio ministry in Rukinjiri is one of those milestones. Pastor Onesimus has hosted a radio, a half-hour radio show, in the town of Rukinjiri for many years. During the early years, the show was available whenever someone would provide a few weeks of airtime. A few years ago, one of our partners became aware of the show and we began to receive consistent financial support. We selected a minister in Uganda with experience to organize the recording Onesimus' sermons to air on the radio and to develop a follow-up phone ministry answering calls from people after the show that wanted to receive Christ or receive uh, some kind of prayer. There has been a tremendous response from listeners who want to receive Jesus Christ, and you may be wondering how that impacts crossing the bridge. This year, a church in the U.S. decided to raise funds to support the radio broadcast in Rukinjiri. They set a goal that would provide for the entire year of airtime for the Rukinjiri station. 
God moved in the hearts of the church members so that he had doubled their goal when the offering came in. The offering was twice as much as was needed for the current radio station. So we have launched the broadcast onto another station that will cover the entire region across the bridge. Now the gospel is broadcast into the region that desperately needs to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. And our phone ministry is answering their questions and they will lead them to have a relationship with Jesus by faith. A local Bible study, due to the response, has begun on the other side of the bridge for the newest believers. And some of those people are walking many miles to reach our closest church in Garuka. Expanding across the bridge fits a much broader plan in our whole strategy for this region. You might ask, how did this all begin, and how did God prepare for this expansion into the Kanungu area? Well, it all started a few years ago. The people in this region were starving due to a drought. People were dying daily. Whitefield's partners had supported the establishment of several churches near our main church down in Katobo in the, the region of Rukinjiri. The leadership of those churches rose to the devastation of this crisis by delivering food and the gospel. Over 70 church members joined in this relief effort, and God used this generosity to open many hearts to receive the gospel. Then we established a church in Chikarara. Other generous partners saw the need of Pastor Brian and his wife Elizabeth living so far from the fellowship of our other churches, and they donated to build them a house right in the village they were trying to reach. Another partner church saw their home and contributed to constructing a water tank, providing water for everyone in the community, and saving Elizabeth and Brighton a two-hour walk each day to carry the water. Little by little, the church was growing. Pastor Abel, that's Brighton's husband, saw the need in the next village, and he couldn't wait to get there and start proclaiming the gospel. So one of our partners provided a motorbike so Pastor Abel did not have to walk two hours each way to reach the village. So now there's two families living there in Chikarara, Pastor Abel, Pastor Brian, and their wives Elizabeth, Brighton, and their children. Now Pastor Abel began to reach out to the region in Garuka. And we recognized that they were eventually going to need a roof to meet under. And God has used many individuals to provide bringing the gospel to these lost and hopeless people. We had a short-term teams that visited and made house calls and prayed with the people and shared the gospel with all of the community members. The pastoral teams from our Rukinjiri churches made trips up to Chikarara and Garuka to hold crusades and to call on everyone in these communities to repent and to turn to God. Other partners provided the funds to buy the property and supply transportation for the pastor, and our Poverty Solutions Ministry provided support so the people could begin farming more effectively and begin raising drought-tolerant crops. Each of these steps has brought new believers to the church in Garuka. Now, as I was mentioning, the church in Garuka needed a roof. In December, we received a donation to get this project started. A friend of Whitefield's wanted to have a special project at the end of the year, and they donated a certain amount of money to get this project started. We analyzed the size and the cost of the project and began to make plans. 
Some other partners from a supporting church wanted to expand the project and provide more extensive coverage, including a water tank to harvest rainfall off of the new roof, and this would provide all the members of the community with clean water. God's plan was moving forward at His timing. When we were ready to get the construction started, Pastor Onesimus planned to visit the church and let them know that we would provide a solid metal roof with a concrete floor. This would be a great treasure to the members of this church. On the Sunday that he went to visit Garuka, we heard the people lamenting that the bishop from another religious church had visited their community to conduct a funeral. Pastor Onesimus had not yet shared the news about the roof, and the people told him and shared that the bishop told all the people at the funeral not to attend a church with a tarp roof because it showed that their God is poor. This bishop denigrated the Garuka church as inferior and with a poor God. The people began fervently praying that God would not let their neighbors think that he is poor. He is the God who provided a free gift of salvation by faith in Jesus, and they prayed that God would provide a roof so the neighbors would not think that he is poor. You see, the teaching of this other religious group states that you must make quarterly payments to their church if you want to go to heaven. In addition to these regular fees, you must also make payments to have your children baptized and for the leaders to conduct any other required religious events for your family. They require large sums of money for the priests or bishops to visit your home and pray for you when you are sick. And if you want to guarantee your way to heaven, you must pay an exceptionally high price for the bishop to attend your funeral and place his staff on your casket. The Garuka church members have rejected that method of salvation, and they have placed their faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for their redemption. The church members grieved, thinking their neighbors might believe that their faith was inadequate because God is poor. Their prayers for a roof were to protect God's integrity and to show the gospel to be true. Onesimus expressed to me that there was great joy and exuberant celebration when he announced that very morning that God had indeed provided the funds to build a solid roof with a concrete floor. God had already answered their prayers. Now I know that God started providing for that answer to prayer many months before the people began to pray. And I can enthusiastically praise him for how he fulfills every detail of every step on the path to spread the gospel into needy places. The Garuka Church is a 15-minute walk from the bridge. The radio broadcast is now extended into that new region across the bridge. The roof and the permanent structure at Garuka will provide an excellent place to gather the new believers until God provides for a new pastor at the new location across the bridge. I want to thank you for your participation and your prayers that God will continue to advance the Great Commission and spread the gospel through the work of faithful partners who give and faithful indigenous pastors and their families who serve in these remote regions. Thank you for joining us today. God bless you.